Hey guys, hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Freedom Fanatics. My name is Solon and this week I'm joined by uh, my colleagues Chris and Tihiko is finally back. Uh, we've certainly missed the, the main man. Um, and yeah, um, I definitely just want to encourage you guys to go and follow us um, on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube. Um, subscribe to our content, like to our content, engage um, as much as possible and see it with everyone and see it everywhere um for sure so yeah i think for this week's episode we can get straight into things um so first up um this week we are going to be discussing um a recent um report um that came out in the daily maverick and specifically um um um, report that um released um polling data that essentially shows that the anc is um going to lose um, majority um, power in the country. And what essentially that means is that they're going to drop below 50%, at least according to the polling, and that we're going to see an, incre- an increase in support for many of the other political parties in this country, um, like um, Action SA, um, the Democratic Alliance. Um, um, it said there that the EFF will stagnate. Um, but those are a lot of other details that we won't get into right now. But I just want to get gauge the thoughts of you guys. Um, Diego, um, do you think that this new polling that's being suggested uh, by the Daily Maverick is um, accurate? Do you think that we will see a drop in the ANC support or will they continue to you know, be the ruling party in this country? What are your thoughts? Sure. No, I... We, we actually had a discussion around this with two colleagues of mine yesterday, uh, Nicholas, Nicholas Norima and Herman Pretorius. We were on the Daily Friend. And I think Herman made a very good point that much as this polling report is out, uh, it hasn't been shared what, it hasn't been shared what methodology has been used to arrive at these conclusions. So it's hard to foretell whether uh, the polling is accurate. Uh, if you don't know what the methodology used was, right? But from just a general view, uh, not 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 basing it on any, well, basing it on past elections. Of course, since '94, we have seen the ANC support uh, dwindling bit by bit, and yeah, it does look like come 2024, they 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 will certainly go be- beyond. They'll certainly go be below a 50% mark um, by the look of things. But of course, it's a game of politics and there's, there's still over a year before elections. Anything can happen. We have a history in South Africa whereby the opposition just wakes up on a random day and shoots its own feet. We might wake up one day and you find that the oppositions have shot themselves on the feet or anything. So a year is, 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 is quite a long period in politics. But as things stand, it, it does look like the ANC will be going out in 2024. I guess the rest really remains on, on the part of political parties, campaigning and everything of that nature, but as well making sure that they don't shoot their own feet before 2024. Yeah, no, that's a brilliant point, um, Diego. Um, that shooting themselves in their own foot tends to happen a lot with politicians these days. <laughs> but yeah, Chris, um, as Diego mentions, man, this is... A, it's merely a snapshot of opinions um, right now um, or over the past period. Um, and I mean, there's still a long way to go. We've seen 
a lot of new people trying to join um, the political game, trying to stand for election, We're really prepping the groundwork now. Um, you know, we see political parties bickering at each other, um, being petty on Twitter of all places. And we know how exciting Twitter is, okay? And <laughs> we see this stuff constantly happening. Do you think that we have a reason to be optimistic? And yeah, what are your thoughts surrounding um, this new polling that suggests the ANC falling below 50%? I'm sort of sort of um, worried at some some part of me is worried and some part of me is a bit excited, and I think the ANC's decline is as a result of its its bad economic and social policy and it's not addressing any of the the, the most crucial issues facing South Africans and it's basically shown how out of touch the ANC is with the ordinary South African. And it's, yeah, we can be hopeful and at the same time, we need to be sort of aware of the fact that things might not go the way it's looking there and we should be prepared for, for any outcome. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Diego, just the last point that I wanted to get you on. Um, that, that Chris just um, touched on is that things have the possibility of not going the way we would necessarily want it to go. Because, I mean, in the polling um, data, it's like the ANC is like um, in the 40s. And then you have the um, EFF who's like um, got like 10 percent um, in this um, in this prediction. And what we would essentially see is that if the ANC must lose power, we will still have a situation where the EFF and the ANC will be in coalition to be a government. And I'm like, is that really better than what we have right now? Yeah, actually, it's, 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 it's something that's been on my mind a lot as well, that uh, since Julius Maluma came entered into politics uh, under, under the banner of the EFF, having left the African National Congress youth, uh, he has been saying that he, he would be open to working with any political party, right? Or his party would be open to working with any political party that protects certain interests, right? And we have seen over the years, uh, let's say, let's talk about last year's local government elections. They gave their support to the new coalition governments that we have in, in our local governments. But they have emphasized that when it comes to the national government, uh, they would not give it to, 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 to a liberal party. So they would not give it to the DA much as they are giving it to, to them now at local government level. So the concern is that come 2024, we might, we are likely going to have a situation whereby any party that wants to, any coalition that wants to be formed might, might, might need the EFF in it. And that's trouble in itself because we know for sure that uh, Malema will, 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 will demand that he must be the president of the country if he's going to give anyone his support. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. I have a little flu. Malema will, will say that uh, his support must, to gain his support, he'd want to stand as the president of the country. So that's where the crisis lies for me that come 2024, uh, when a new government must be formed, say the ANC goes below 50%, and let's say they go to around 45%, and, 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 or even below 40 as the estimations have been going around now, uh, 
then there's going to be a crisis there. But a, a point, a good point that Nicolas Lorima made yesterday was that, look, we have an ANC crisis right now, and more of the focus at this point should be on removing them. Uh, the other ones we'll see when they come. But I think there's a bit of danger on that as well. But... Yeah, at the end of the day, uh, democracy must 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 take its place in society. People must elect. We end up with whatever results, and when we arrive at that point, we'll have to figure out a way from that point. But it's it's, it's quite it's quite scary uh, looking at the picture. That yeah, if, if 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 things really go that way, yeah. But we'll see it as it comes. We'll see it as it comes. Yeah, no, absolutely right, Diego. And just in mind to obviously all our views is that the elections, polling might say one thing, but um, elections are made and decided by those who actually show up. And that's why we always encourage everyone to, you know what, get registered to vote, pitch up, vote for a sensible opposition party that doesn't have these radical ideas of taking away your property and, you know, um, continuing with racist policies, um, so yeah that's definitely something we want to encourage people to do um to definitely show up in the next election and we'll continue doing that for the foreseeable future until then to see a favorable outcome um obviously for this country because we know how important um our political spectrum is and the decisions that's made there um we cannot afford to sit on the sidelines for sure um and yeah so next up we also have another um issue or story that you know broke this um the past few days and um the story is actually around um um police um saps officials who were caught um brutally beating up and then threatening and intimidating a, a bystander um you know a, a civilian just absolutely beating him up after he attempted to essentially um report his um dear, i think it was his girlfriend um, or his significant, his partner, um, a missing um, person report. He tried doing that and the SAPs were unwilling to um, respond to him, according to him. And they ended up um, fiercely just getting out of their vehicles and beating him up, um, which is a very unfortunate situation, especially when we have to consider that these SAPs are meant to protect us um, from violence. And yet they are the ones committing violence in this case. And an interesting fact, this actually occurs, occurred in Fishuk in Western Cape, which is exactly close to where I actually stay um, on this side. Uh, so these are my streets, my guy. These are my streets. Um, but yeah, Chris, what are your thoughts around this issue? Um, do you think that there will be any sort of accountability for these, these DSAPs officials? I can only hope that, that SAPs and the Independent Police Investigative Directorate will follow this up diligently and do their work in holding these people accountable. I mean, it's caught on video for everybody to see. The video went viral, so there will be public pressure for them to sort this out and hold them accountable. So I can only hope that that it happens. But this is, this is truly, truly horrific. I mean, you can see the man there in the picture is basically under the van and they're trying to pull him out i mean he's trying to get away from them just they should have left him alone i mean they even tried to attack the the, the person another person taking a video you don't do that especially if they're trying to document uh, 
uh, occurrence of public violence like that, especially if it's law enforcement. Yeah, no, apparently yeah. see it down. Chris, I definitely agree with you. Let's hope that there will actually be some sort of accountability and this one won't just be swept under the rug um, for nobody to see. And um, as usually it's a case of, um, we'll get back to you guys in a few weeks after we've done our investigation. That few weeks turns into years and then nothing occurs about the situation. So let's hope that accountability will actually prevail in the site. Diego, what are your thoughts surrounding this? Do you think it erodes even more um, distrust um, if that we ha- already have in our public police service and it may essentially just makes us trust them even less. Um, I'm just thinking about situations where it's like when there should be an emergency or um, criminal activity and the first reactions of South Africans are meant to be, we are going to run to the police service um, to report this, to make this known but with stories like this when there's an emergency we would rather run away from um, our police service, we have one um, responsibility and that is safety and security. And instead we would run away from them for the very mandate and yeah, try to solve things in our own right. And that's usually dangerous because what we tend to see is stuff like mob violence um, and mob justice. And that's not productive either. But what are your thoughts, Diego? Yeah, no, 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 you're quite correct. Uh, I think my thoughts are on the issue are that we do have some good police people uh, in the South African police force, but we equally, well, perhaps not equally, but we also have a lot of uh, rotten police people. This video, I certainly think that it will decrease the trust that people have in the police force, those who at least get to interact with the video. But I think uh, that, yeah, there are still good policemen and good police women out there. But I think the main issue, the issue with the police force really seems to lie mainly with their training. Uh, the, the South African police force doesn't seem to at all be trained properly. I mean, you look at Marikana, what happened in Marikana. Uh, you look at what happened in, in, in Fixbeck when a man, a man was murdered as part of, who was part of protest. Uh, if I remember correctly, this was in 2012 or, or 2011, somewhere there. Uh, you look at recent protests in Krukasdorp and Tembisa, people were shot and killed, uh, 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 some by the police. This, I think, tells us very well that our police force are not well trained. Some of them are not, don't even deserve to be in positions that they are in. So there's, there's a lot of work that has to be done. Come 2024, let's hope that South Africans will vote for a government that understands the importance of a police force that is effective, that understands very well its purpose, that really, 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 really lives to protect that purpose. And fundamental to their purpose is a question of protecting civilians. That is the most fundamental purpose of the police force. So by all means necessary. Yet in this video, we see the very police who should be protecting civilians brutally being violent uh, uh, towards towards the very civilians that they should be protecting. It's, it's, it's something that's very nonsensical. It's not understandable, but it's an issue that I hope South Africans, as time goes, um, will look into uh, together with other issues and elect a government that we think can handle these issues much better and understand that it's here to serve the people and not the other way around. If I may just quickly share, I've, I've been pepper sprayed before by the, by the police for, for no reason whatsoever, really, for asking a question, 
simply because they wanted to stop me from going somewhere and I wasn't violating any law of the land and, and, and I got pepper sprayed at that point. So there's a question of police abusing their powers as well and that, that wasn't even the police force doing it. It was just individual arrogant, two arrogant individuals who wanted to show me that they have the power to do whatever when they are wearing their blue uniform, you know. But that's not how it should be. That's that's really not how it should be. Police should understand that South African citizens through taxes are the ones paying their salaries. Of course, they do pay salaries as well. And 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 and, and we had an agreement as a, as a South African uh, society. Really, the constitution is that right? It's an agreement between all of us as citizens to say that we want things in our country to run like this, and we are going to contribute so much. We are going to entrust these this people to govern these things. That's what it really is. So the police really belongs to us. It can't be the very police that belongs to us as a people that then violates us. This must be sorted quickly, I reckon. Yeah, no, you absolutely correct, and it just made me remind reminded me of the situation of Ian Cameron, where he was just asking inconvenient questions for a police minister, and they literally dragged him out of a police forum, a public police forum of all places. Um, and that's why we see as, you know, trust is being eroded in our police service. We have this trend where we are seeing more and more um, private security um, being being employed, more greater amounts of private security being deployed to communities, um, to households. And that is clearly a trend that is going to continue in this country as our public um, service services um, tend to decline is that people obviously see where is the private um, sector um, with this regard, where can they help us um, do this and a point you usually raise here is that the problem with that also is that um, we are then taking away um, accountability from the government or from the state for services that they are meant to actually provide um so yeah we hope we definitely hope that that will that we will be a, a change in trend um and that you know our police service will be more trustworthy um in the future um uh, but yeah nonetheless we are next up yeah chris um i remember watching a story that called blanche had an investigation that they had into SEP's disciplinary process and it was mm -hmm. completely underwhelming the way that they sort of just passed the buck around and, and it sort of illustrated to me that it's not the top priority, especially when they accused of of allegedly assaulting people and, and doing things that was illegal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. That's a that's a really that's a really good point, um, Chris. If I mean, like, if there's no internal accountability, how can we possibly expect um, external accountability to be um, as effective as we want it to be? But yeah, guys, that's um, the end of um, our freedom fanatics um, segment. Um, next up, we are going to be joined um, by um, the great Mbali, and yeah, for a look at your reactions to our um, in um, TikTok. Um, content that we that we post so yeah i'm looking forward to mbali joining us right now and yeah we'll see you guys on the other side
Ah oh, man, I was still jamming to that intro. <laughs> no, Hi guys. Hi guys. Welcome to hashtag your reactions. This is where uh, you guys are allowed to vent. You guys are allowed to share your opinions. It's a safe space. <laughs> so guys, for today, we are looking at a, a video from one of our own, Mr. Sholen Boysens, our TikToker, and um, he is talking about South Africans being xenophobic. Yes, you heard that right. Let's listen to the video. Now, Sholen? No. Okay, Sholen doesn't Do you think the government of South Africa has... Now, Lady Pandu, South Africa's international relations minister, has thanked the Zimbabwean government for helping the country decrease illegal immigration. Do you think the governments of South Africa and Zimbabwe have done enough to save citizens from xenophobia and decrease the amount of illegal immigration happening in the country? Let us know your thoughts in the comment section below. Nice, short and sweet. Diego, let me know your thoughts. This is the comment section. Well, firstly, my thoughts, my first thoughts would be that I don't think South Africa necessarily has a xenophobia crisis. I think that we, I think that the, 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 the illegal immigration question, it's, 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 it's a very complex question, right? I think what mm -hmm. we have actually is a government that's failing. Okay. to do its job, a government that's failing to secure our borders, to ensure that civilians are protected at all times and stuff of that nature, and that everyone who comes into the country does so legally, right? Now mm -hmm. that the government has failed that job, I think the people are now themselves trying to step into the shoes of the government and, 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 and do the job themselves. And mm -hmm. I think that's, that's, that's what... Is, is now appearing as, as, as xenophobia, but I don't think it's necessarily xenophobia, uh, but really a, a huge call to say that let our laws, let the laws of this land be implemented as they are. Let's respect mm. the rule of law. Uh, our laws say that anyone who comes into the country should come with a work permit or a study permit or come to visit or apply for uh, asylum, right? Mm -hmm. And we, 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 we at the moment don't have these laws being followed. We have a lot of illegal immigration, uh, illegal immigrants in South Africa at the moment. And of course, illegal immigration and dealing with that question uh, would not fix all of South Africa's problems. But mm -hmm. it's a start at, 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 at ensuring that we, we do respect our laws very well. And we ensure that even uh, countries outside our own respect our laws, how we'd like for them to be respected. So I don't think it's necessarily a xenophobia crisis, but a government crisis that people are now then stepping in and acting on, on, on the part of the government in a way. But there is a xenophobia crisis in South Africa as well, but I, I don't think that what we see on a rise at the moment is yeah. necessarily, I don't think it's, it's in any way influenced uh, I don't think it's, 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 it's influenced by hate because for it to be xenophobia yeah, that it would have to be influenced by hate. I yeah. think it's influenced by wanting to protect the laws of the country and ensure that mm. everyone who is in the country, everything that comes into the country 
is checked. There must be checks and balances in, in any country that takes itself seriously, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's go straight into our first comment. And Rose says, true that, they always tell you what you want to hear. If you have realized, every African country is still ruled by the party that got them independence. Sholan, true or false? Um, so that is not completely true because um, mm -hmm. not all um, um, liberation movements still have control of African countries. Um, mm. In Africa, that's that's not necessarily true. Um, but I did want to jump on um, Diego's comment um, about like xenophobia, xenophobia not being a crisis. Like mm -hmm. xenophobia is essentially like the dislike of foreigners or foreign nationals coming or, or immigrants coming into the country illegally um, or legal. Um, but that is a problem that we have in this country because there are so many reports constantly of like, um, you know, people being burnt alive, um, whether mm -hmm. it's in townships merely because they're from Zimbabwe, where people go around and ask like, can you, are you able to speak a South African um, language? Can you speak Zulu? Can you speak, um, you know, Kosa? If you can't, um, and you have a foreign accent for whatever reason, we, they mm -hmm. will burn you alive. That's the type of mob justice occurring in South Africa. That's a reality. But on the, on the same time, um, I am one who has strong beliefs regarding um, strong borders for a country. Yeah. Absolutely necessary. Um, there is no way around the rule of law being enforced through that because we need to define where our country's rule of law begins and where it ends. Um, that's why I believe strong borders are absolutely necessary. Um, what I will say, though, is that the way we do tackle illegal immigration um, is by actually having a proper home affairs um, government. Um, because, I mean, um, the home affairs as a department must be effective if we want to curtail um, not only illegal immigration um, by letting people come here legally, the mm -hmm. best way we can do that is by having a functioning home affairs um, system. But as usually, you know, things tend to be off, offline a lot on that side in that department. <laughs> and True. what we have is that because people are unable to come here legally for whatever reason, we have a situation where they are here breaking a law that is that people must have here with come here with the proper um, documentation and it causes people to be illegal. Um, in yeah. the country. But what, yeah. so what I will say is that if we want to stop xenophobia, that has this, um, this light towards illegal immigration, we need to solve illegal immigration in itself. Because xenophobia yeah. is really a symptom of a system that is broken um, clearly in this country. So to True. fix xenophobia, we have to fix our, our uh, migration um, policies in this country. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. Because you get at home affairs at like 4 a.m., and then by the time it hits nine, they're like, no, we're done for the day. These are the only people we can help today. Yes. <laughs> it's a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> um, Lalina says, Siabonga, if there are countries like he's attempting to help because they are fighting with us, it's difficult to understand the logic. Um, and I think what, what she's speaking to, because countries like Botswana, Botswana, you will not find, Botswana, you will not find such. You will never find South Africans jumping into Botswana and leaving the day to, to tell, but, oh, I went to Botswana. No, <laughs> you are immediately going to be taken back. Do you understand? And then it's like, we need to also adopt from our neighboring countries um, 
following their footsteps. And I think it's a great thing that Zimbabwe is finally taking a step. Um, Chris, what are your sentiments here? Uh, illegal immigrants, as Lalina says, they are fighting us. Are they fighting with us? No, they're not fighting with us. They, 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 they come to South Africa for opportunities that they didn't have in Zimbabwe because of what the Zimbabwean government caught on with the economy and Robert Mugabe's stupid economic policies. They came yes. here because they found an opportunity for work. Uh, and, and I will add that Patricia Delors washing line of a border is uh, <laughs> sort of a, indicative of, of, of the problem that South Africa faces with illegal immigration. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's it, they come here for opportunities. They, they, they want to work. They, they have the jobs and the people mm -hmm. here want to take the jobs away from them. Uh, jobs aren't, it's, it's not, how can I put this? Okay. It's not, uh, it just doesn't stop at one point. You create mm -hmm. jobs. So those people yeah. looking for jobs, trying to take the jobs away from those illegal immigrants, don't have to do that if their government provided, the, provided them opportunities. Mm. So, yeah, if they can sort out illegal immigration, that's a good thing. But there's a yeah. difference between illegal immigration and legal immigration. Mm. Yeah. Mm, yeah. True. Um, Sholen Diego wants to go first because I think you guys have a. No, Sholen <laughs> can go first. <laughs> yeah, no, Chris, Chris made a really, a really good point there. Um, I do think that we are going to be in a, put ourselves in a dangerous situation when we say things like, nah, um, you know what, all these foreigners, they're just coming to take away all of our jobs. And mm. so, because you want to know why, because even if you give, take every job away from a foreigner, and give it to a South African, there will still not be enough jobs to give the majority of South Africans a better life. Yep. Because eventually we will go from, say, for example, in this ideal world that these um, guys want to really put today, all jobs are taken away from um, foreign nationals, and there's still not enough jobs for live for South African. You know what will be the next thing to occur? Then it will fall over into ethnic um, divisions, yep. because then we will have a situation where um, the causes might be like, nah, all these colors, they're taking away our jobs. Then all the colors yep. will be like, oh no, we have all these white folks stealing our jobs. And that is a very dangerous rippling effect that it might have. Um, yeah. So that's why I would really caution against the idea that, um, nah, all these foreigners are taking away our jobs when mm. we have a government that's been failing. Um, yep. We can't take away accountability from them. Um, and yeah. that's exactly what Diego mentioned, um, is that we have to also keep our focus on who is actually the ones who have the yep. power to, you know what, change the situation we have right now. So, Definitely. Yeah. Well, firstly, I wanted to respond to, 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 to you, Sholense. I yeah. think regarding xenophobia, there's certainly xenophobia and xenophobic cases, xenophobic attacks in South Africa. But this particular meeting between the minister of South Africa and the minister of Zimbabwe was about curtailing uh, illegal uh, migration, not, not necessarily around xenophobia and xenophobic attacks and stuff of that nature. But I agree that that crisis is certainly there. But I yeah. think this is an important issue that has to be dealt with and as agently as possible. But I agree with everything that Chris has said, that 
illegal immigrants who come into South Africa don't come because, uh, well, majority of them come because they are looking for opportunities so they, they may yeah. be able to provide for themselves and their family members. Yeah. The crisis mm -hmm. is always very bad. And at a human level, at least, we should be able to, to we should be compassionate towards them uh, around that. And that is just my general view, right? But the issue is with particularly illegal immig immigrants, those who are not registered. Because we have yeah. a crisis in South Africa, sometimes you find that, let me speak to crime, and I am not in any way saying that the crime that we have a crime crisis in South Africa be uh, because of illegal immigrants. But uh, a, a, a part of it has, has been contributed by them, although I think yeah. less than 5% of crimes in South Africa are committed by uh, foreigners, right? The rest of them are committed by South Africans, if I remember the statistics very well. But what I feel like it has changed now. <laughs> no, 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 we need I to go look at those stats. The statistics must have came out last week or so, so it's the most... Is it? uh, yeah, it's the most recent statistics. So it's certainly less than 10% of the crimes. Okay. So we can't put the crime burden on them. We can't put the, the, the jobs, uh, lack of jobs burden on them. Yeah. But regarding crime, you have a crisis whereby someone is in South Africa, not legally registered, they commit a crime. We don't have mm. their fingerprints on record. Yeah. We get Police get to the crime scene, collect fingerprints. The crisis is not being... Uh, the, 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 the crime is not able, the police are not able to, to deal with the crime report because they mm. can't figure out who this person on the system is. And we yeah. have such many, so many uh, 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 cases that are not solvable simply because fingerprints have been collected, but we don't know yeah. who the fingerprints belong to. Yeah. That cannot be a normal country. That cannot be a safe country. In a safe country, foreigners, yes, definitely should be allowed to come into the country, should mm -hmm. be able, it should be allowed to have work permits, study permits and everything of that nature. But we must mm -hmm. definitely have them on record. They must come in legally. But another thing that must happen is that Zimbabwe, as an example, will mm -hmm. not liberate itself. So yeah. Zimbabweans must have an interest, and this is just really a political statement more than anything. Zimbabweans must have an interest in liberating their country. When mm. South Africans went out of the country into exile uh, 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 during apartheid days, they went into exile so they can strategize on ways of, of bringing about changes in the country. Now we have a situation whereby, yes, we have, uh, for example, Zimbabweans, and I'll, I'll speak about Zimbabweans since they are the ones nearest us and, and most of the uh, illegal immigrants that we have in South Africa come from Zimbabwe. They are in South Africa, uh, uh, we don't have Zimbabwean organizations, people organizing themselves, trying to lobby support from the South African government that we want to go back into our country and bring about this and these changes. Election times come, you find that there are elections in Zimbabwe. I was at Rhodes University. During elections, you have so many students from Zimbabwe on campus not going home to participate. They must have that drive to say that we must participate in the politics of our country so that we can fix it. South Africa yeah. cannot, 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 cannot lend a, 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 a hand forever because really yeah. the government has been lending a hand in terms of finances as well. That cannot be sustainable, right? But certainly the market should be open to everyone to work within. Uh, the economy is moving towards uh, 
the economy is now globalized, really. And anyone really, but in a legal manner, following certain procedures, procedures that are not even mad. I mean, these mm. are simple procedures to say that yeah, if yeah. you want a work permit, we want a study permit. If you are cool. coming to visit, there must be a time period. We must know when you are leaving. The police must ensure that you leave by that time. We had a crisis because the yeah. in South Africa is not working. So yeah, uh, uh, at the center of the immigration crisis, honestly, is not even the illegal immigrants themselves, but our government's mm. failure to ensure yeah. that the procedures are followed, to ensure that our borders are, are protected. So all of this anger, all of these tensions, South Africans should definitely direct towards the government and not the yeah. illegal immigrants themselves. Uh, that is my True. general issue. Well, if I can just give yes, a Mm -hmm. um, and we must also ask ourselves, why are so many of these immigrants coming from places like Zimbabwe? And it's for the very reason because of the policies that mm -hmm. the governments have tried, like expropriation without compensation, nationalizing yeah. the bank. These are these <laughs> socialist ideas have been tried in Zimbabwe. And it look what has occurred. Now they're in the situation where they are running away from the very um, policies that was implemented by the government. And exactly as the Yoko said, that should still not be an excuse for them mm. to not go back, go and vote, go and engage in the political process happening in their country. Because, yeah. I mean, if th that's a warning for us in South Africa, that if we disengage and we move away from this, political, this politics that's happening, that will end up in a situation where we will have to leave our own um, yep. to go and live a better life somewhere else. And I pray yeah. to God that that day does not come. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Definitely, guys. I think this was an amazing chat. Thank you so much um, for joining us on this episode of Hashtag Your Reactions. Um, do remember to check out our online store. This is our new merch. Me and Sholen, you know, representing. Uh, we'll leave the, sh the, the shop link um, in the description below. Um, and yeah, guys, do remember your freedom is worth fighting for. Yo. Got